I'm going to transition through my grief how I transition through it. And I'm going to give myself time, space, and energy to be able to do that. And today, if I want to do nothing, I'm going to do nothing. Today, if I want to go on Facebook and write about my feelings and how I feel and write it down, I'm going to do that. Today, if I want to go outside, if I want to take a ride to the beach, I'm going to do that. I'm just not going to allow any kind of outside pressures to tell me how to handle my grief because it's mine. It's personal to me. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Empowering Her. Before I introduce today's incredible guest, uh, I wanted to provide a trigger warning for today's episode. Uh, In this episode, we touch on um, death as a result of violent crimes. If this is something that's sensitive for you, I mean, how could it not really be sensitive to all of us? But if specifically uh, this is a topic that, um, that that you can't imagine listening to please skip this episode um, we touch on it mildly but I just uh, I, I wanted to share that before we begin so Shamika Averett, our guest today, was born in Orlando, Florida, but she says she is proud to call Columbus, Georgia her hometown. Shamika comes from a military family and spent most of her adolescent years in Germany. She worked as the community relations director at Thrive Senior Living at Green Island before returning to Columbus Hospice, her first love, as their marketing liaison. Shamika has also created her own nonprofit in honor of her late daughter, Gianna Diane Lindsay. It's called Gigi's Pearls, Inc., a girls' empowerment initiative. Shamika says, I want to create a way to honor my late daughter with Gigi's Pearls. Our mission is seeking to strengthen and empower elementary-aged young ladies in our community through leadership, life skills, community outreach, STEM education programs, counseling, mentoring, and self-efficacy. Gigi's Pearls defines girls as youth grades third to fifth. We teach girls how to become pearls, powerful, educated, accomplished, resilient leaders in society. I love that. Um, I'm so very excited to introduce you to this incredible woman. Uh, She has become one of our Girl Life coaches. She is inspiring. um, And her story makes me think of the quote, the wound is where the light enters you. That's really what it is. I mean, she's already filled with so much light, but a tragedy in her family um, really was the turning point where she decided that she wants to give back and she wants to uh, be of support to the next generation. So uh, I'm very much looking forward to sharing this interview. I hope that you enjoy and gain some value from it. Do you ever feel like you're kind of just winging it as a mom and wishing that you had more of a support system in place to know that you are really bringing your daughter Um, the most empowered tools, the most empowered version of yourself so that you can lead by example and make sure that you're not leaving any stone unturned when raising a girl who has self-esteem and self-confidence and feels comfortable in her own skin. 
Well, I want you to check out the Empowered Girl Mom program. I've spoken to so many women who have felt like they're lost on their parenting journey and needed some guidance on how to best lead their girls. And this program is my answer to you. It's going to really show you that you have the power to shape her perspective, to instill important values, and provide a supportive environment for growth. Uh, Because really, at the end of the day, that's your birthright and it's her birthright. So I want you to check out the Empowered Girl Mom program. And together, I know we can cause a positive ripple effect that will impact your family and your daughter for generations to come. I don't want uncertainty to hold you back from being the best mom that you can be. Please check out www.melodypormorati.com slash girlmom to learn more about this program. I am so very excited that today on the show, we have Shamika Averett, one of our amazing Girl Life coaches, just an overall inspiring and incredible human being. I'm so happy to have you here. Welcome, Shamika. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my God. Such a pleasure. Such a pleasure. I mean, I I think like um, the first thing I'd I'd love for everyone to know about you, like tell us about your origin story, how you got here, how you got to the work, the important work of empowering girls. Yeah. um, I know you kind of read my bio earlier, but just to give you a brief overview um, well, I started this nonprofit in honor of my daughter, um, Gianna Diane Lindsay, um, and it's called Gigi's Pearls, and um, it is a girl empowerment um, nonprofit. Um, it does help girls learn who they are, um, self-love, um, you know, friendships, communication. Um, it talks about um, my healthy body, you know, my changing body, you know, self-esteem, you know, those kinds of things. And I love to incorporate STEM in that, you know, which is going to be your your science, technology, um, math, that kind of stuff. So I'm trying to expand on that as well. So the Girl Life uh, curriculum just came into my world at the perfect time as I was trying to find something that I could really teach the girls that they could take with them when they left. Um, I do work in the school system here in Columbus, uh, with the Muscogee County School District, and I worked at, I work at one school, Dorothy High Elementary, and I work with um, about 17 girls there this year. I'm working with just the third graders this year. Last year I did third, fourth, and a few fifth, and it was about 30-something girls, and it got crazy. So it was just me and my partner helping me. So this year I said I'll just work with just the third graders. Um, when my daughter uh, passed away, she was in the fifth grade. Uh, she was 10 years old. Um, she was a beautiful girl. She was um, so fun, so helpful, so loving, shy, you know, um, she had a hard time making friends, uh, but she did make friends. And she's like me. When she makes friends, she makes friends. Like, she keeps friends forever. Um, she was funny. She was um, just a very, very loving child. I feel so honored and blessed to have had her um, the 10 years that I did. And she's still a part of me. I mean, obviously, she's going to always be a part of my life. I always feel like I'm a mother um, because she was just, she came for me and she'll always be in my heart every single day that I wake up. And Gigi's Pearls helps me to honor her, you know. And incorporating girl life into that, it was just a perfect mix of just love and purpose. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was like the love I have for my daughter, I always have. And the purpose, you know, that God gave me through this vision just kind of brought it together. And it just meshed together so well that I just know it's nothing but God. Because um, there's no way you could suffer what I had been through um, without seeing God in that. 
And the way that God showed himself to me was through the love and purpose that he brought together with Gigi's Pearls and Girl Life Empowerment. And I just feel so, so blessed. But, um, you know, just to kind of give people a brief overview, of course, you know, in January 4, 2016, I did have a family tragedy in my home and um, at the very, very, very unfortunate um, time in my life. I lost my mother, my daughter, and my brother at the same time to um, a very senseless, senseless, senseless act um, of violence. Um, it's so senseless, it's not even really worth putting a lot of time into. But, you know, we did know a family friend who basically decided that he wanted to come out to our family home and rob my brother at the time, who was 17. Um, and in the, the midst of that, you know, of course, my mother and my daughter were there, and they were unfortunately murdered. So my stepdad, who works at night, he's a he's a he's a nurse and um, he was not home at the time. And um, he did come home that next morning from work. And you see things like this on TV and you never think it happened to you. You know, you see these datelines, you see these first 48 or you see 48 hours, all these different mystery stories. And you see these family tragedies and you're like, oh, my God, you feel so bad for him. And then, you know, you find yourself right smack dab in the middle of that. And you're like, wow, you know. So I tell people all the time, I'm like, you know, you don't go through your life expecting bad things to happen, but you always have empathy and sympathy for people because you never know um, if it could happen to you. No one's immune from gun violence or, you know, family violence. No one's immune from that. These things happen every day. I mean, just look at TV, you know, the children that get killed and schools and all this stuff and these parents that are grieving um it, it happens every day so me and my sister um she lives out of cincinnati she's um my rock she's younger than me but she's like keeps me on track you know we talk a lot and so um i have two nieces and a nephew that live out in cincinnati and my brother-in-law lives there my stepdad still lives here in columbus and so we're um seven years later we're going on you know we're pushing through it and um you know, somewhere in the middle of that seven-year journey, you know, God gave me Gigi's Pearls. And so um, from there, honoring one person in a sense gave me the ability and the strength to honor all three of them. Because all three of them are a part of Gigi's Pearls when I think about it. You know, they're all a part of it. My mother, I know she would just be so ecstatic, so happy. Um, my brother, the same. Yeah. So um, just being able to honor them the way that I have, I I couldn't be more grateful to be able to do it. Yeah. You're just such an incredible person, Shamika. And I, I remember that very first phone call that you and I had and you shared about what had happened in your family and the tragedy. And like, you know, I, I want to ask a couple of questions here because I know that so many people who listen struggle in their own ways, right? Like there there are tragedies, there are senseless deaths. There are so many things that happen, obviously, beyond the scope of any control that we have. And I hear you so beautifully, um, you know, talking about God or, you know, for some, the universe and and how, like, in a time like this, it's amazing to me that you are able to see God in one, what happens. Um, and I, I know so many people who've struggled with tragedies who've done the exact opposite, right? They've like questioned their <clears throat> and they've questioned their belief in something beyond all of what we see and what we feel. Um, for anyone else who's out there struggling in some way, how can they find faith? How can they renew their faith when they feel like it's all been robbed of them? I think the main thing is just to um, give yourself 
space. Give yourself time. Um, give yourself credit for still being here, you know, um, and don't expect anything from yourself. Just let your, just coast through it. Don't expect to be happy one day. Don't expect to be sad. Expect to be in the moment, whatever that moment is, you know, that moment could be a very, very sad moment, but then it can transition to a happy moment. So whatever you are in that moment, just give yourself time and space and grace to be there. And whoever is around you, your support system, they're going to let you be that. They're not going to be like, oh, you should be here. Oh, you should be there. You should go outside or you should get dressed. They're going to let you be in that moment, however long that moment lasts. If they love you, they're going to let you be in that moment and they're not going to pull you and tug you out of it. That's what I had to do within myself. I had to say, you know, I'm experiencing something that's pretty unprecedented for, you know, most people I know that are in my circle. So I'm going to transition through my grief, how I transition through it. And I'm going to give myself time, space and energy to be able to do that. And today, if I want to do nothing, I'm going to do nothing. Today, if I want to go on Facebook and write about my feelings and how I feel and write it down, I'm going to do that. Today, if I want to go outside, if I want to take a ride to the beach, I'm going to do that. I'm just not going to allow any kind of outside pressures to tell me how to handle my grief because it's mine. It's personal to me. And so I cannot tell you how to feel or this person how to, how to feel. You know what I'm saying? I was... I was criticized a lot for how I handled some things, but I look back on those things and I realized like that was my grief. That was my time. That was my moment. And nobody can be like, oh, she should feel like this. She shouldn't be doing this. She shouldn't be smiling. She shouldn't be. You have no idea what that smile is about. You have no idea what that smile came from and what I went through that day to get to that particular moment. So just allow yourself to transition however you want to and don't be judged by anybody else telling you what you should do and how you should feel in that moment. Because here I am seven years later and I'm just within the last couple of years getting to a place where I can say my daughter's name, my mother's name, my brother's name without feeling broken, completely just wrenched inside. You know, I'm just now getting there and it's seven years ago, you know? So people are like, Oh, it happened a year, two years, three years. That doesn't matter. You know, your grief is going to be with you. It's like a coat, a permanent coat on your back. It's going to surround you. And sometimes you can take it off and release it. And sometimes you can't. Sometimes you need it. Sometimes it's a comfort for you. And it makes you feel good because you're remembering who they are and you're remembering that they lived. So grief is something that helps us. We don't want to deal with it. We don't want to. We don't want anybody in our family to pass away. Let's just be real. We want them forever, but inevitably they're going to pass away. However, God has that happen. Um, and yeah, you, you do. I did have a lot of anger, you know, as it related to God and my faith. But what I told myself was I'm not the only one that's suffering and we live in an evil world. Unfortunately, we live in an evil world. And what helped me was, um, the book called The Shack and the movie called The Shack came out. I didn't want to watch the movies. I didn't, I didn't know the movie was going to really, you know, replicate the book. So sometimes movies kind of mess books up. Right. But the movie really replicated the book a lot. My mother gave me the book years ago. She was in a book club. Wow. And she was like, here, read this book called The Shack. And I was like, this is very sad. But looking at it so many years later, my mother was giving me a gift in that moment. And she was just like, and so, and I read the book. I was like, oh my God. Then I saw the movie after they had passed away. 
And so I totally understood what God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit is through reading that. And it was told in such an, a way we could never in our minds be like, what in the world? But it helped us to understand who God is in tragedy because God is still God in tragedy. He doesn't change. Immutable. He doesn't change. Even though we go through things, that doesn't mean that God is different because, oh my God, someone was in a car accident and they died or someone was murdered that we loved. God has not changed. The world changes. People change. You know, people are one way today and there's a different way tomorrow. That's the product of the environment and the evil world that we live in. And so we have to be aware that that's how people are. And you got to meet people where they're, where they're at when they hurt you or when they do horrible things, you can't look at that person. You have to look at who they are and where they are in their world. Does that mean I have forgiven? I have not forgiven. (laughs) So I'm going to say that. It sounds like she's no, you know what I'm saying? I'm still go ahead. No, that's okay. First of all, my dog is here and he wants my attention. So I apologize. Oh, my dog is roaming around. Too. Oh, okay. Too bad they quiet. can't have a little play date right now because I don't know right. what he wants. But um, you said so, so many important things here. The first thing I want to highlight is that you said your grief is your own. Your grief is your yeah. own. So I want yeah. everyone to hear that. Uh, you have you get you get to play it out. It's your process, however you choose. And I feel like that's not just a message to the person that's grieving, but it's to the supporters of the person who's grieving to allow you to have that, to not try to take that away from you. You said something so important about being uh, in a position to allow yourself to feel what you feel. So it's not just about you giving yourself permission to feel what you feel, but it's also really important that the people around you who are there to make this very excruciating process a little more comfortable to not say like lighten up or feel better, or it's already been two years, or you should feel this way um, to give you that space and let you have ownership of that grief. So I think that that permission slip is such an important one that you give to people who are struggling. So thank you for that. Um, And I also want to highlight, I do hear you saying it's an evil world. And I hear that when, when tragedy strikes like this, you wonder how there's any good in the world, but I'm looking at you right now, a living, breathing example of good, of a woman who took something that was unbearable and turned it into something that is giving gifts over and over and over again. So I just, I want to honor you for that. I want to honor you for all of like, you know, in Hebrew, we call it mitzvot, like good deeds, all of the good deeds that you are now doing in the name of your three family members. It's like, it's, it's something that I think everyone needs to take notes on. Everyone needs to learn whatever, whatever happens to us in our lives. You know, how, how can we transform it? How can we um, be change agents and way makers in some way, like the way you're doing right now with Gigi's pearls. So um, with that, I'd love for you to share. Oh, and, and before I say that, I just, I don't know. I feel such a strong presence right now as you and I are speaking. I feel like you're actually doing this in partnership with your daughter and your mother and your brother. Like you really are. Just the fact that your mom handed you that book, she handed you a tool that was going to support you 
after she passed on. Like she's, she's in this, she's a part of all of it. And, and Gigi of course is a part of it and your brother's a part of it. So again, like, wow, it's, you know, look what's coming through them. Um, and then again, paying it forward to the whole entire planet. So tell us about Gigi's Pearls. Well, Gigi's Pearls um, is a nonprofit that I created, um, and uh, with the help of, of some friends, I didn't know what I was doing, and they were like, "We're gonna help you out." So I had some, a girl here in Columbus that um, created a nonprofit for me. I found my name on the Secretary of State and reserved it, and thought about Gigi's Pearls. I said, "Okay, Gigi's my daughter's nickname. Her real name was Gianna Diane Lindsay, and so we all called her Gigi, and we called her G." <laughs> so I said, Gigi's pearls. I'm, I'm literally standing, just being transparent in the shower. And I'm like, okay, what, what can I do with this pearls thing? You know, what can I do with this? So I was like, pearls, pearls. Okay. Powerful, educated, accomplished, resilient leaders in society. Pearls. That's what I want these girls to be. I want to turn these girls into pearls. You know, oh, wait, you have so, to say that again. So what does pearl stand for? Powerful, educated, accomplished, resilient leaders in society. Amazing. Pearls. Amazing. Pearls. So yes. I'm like, so when I go to school, I'm like, hey, I've got, these are my pearls. These are my pearls because they are my pearls. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and that's how I, I see them as pearls. Pearls are precious and rare. You know, I mean, how often do you get a set of really nice pearls? You know what I'm saying? Or like a, a pair of pearl earrings, you know, that are, that really come from an oyster, you know, and they're curated and they're made into this beautiful piece of jewelry and, you know, they go through this process, like a diamond, you know, a diamond has to go through this process of like fire and all this. And then it creates this beautiful, beautiful thing. It's the same thing with the pearl. You know, it's, you don't just, you know, walk in the store and there's a pearl there, you know, it's, it's a process to that whole thing. And it's, it's a rare thing. So I said, you know, pearls is perfect. It's the perfect name for this. And so I started working with the girls. I found a curriculum online that I was working with. And so it was all divine. It was all God because I found a curriculum that I worked with last year. And the beginning of this school year, um, I lost the curriculum. Like I left the folder somewhere. It was a big notebook someone had made for me. And they had tabbed it out. It was called Girl um, Girl something. I can't remember. But anyways, um, they had tabbed it out for me. And it kind of was falling in line with what I was doing with the girls. But it wasn't like my heart. It was kind of like that's something I found. I needed something to go into school with. So I used it. And so um, the beginning of this year, I went to school one time to work with the girls and I lost the curriculum. I couldn't find it. It didn't have my name on it, so it could have went anywhere. But it was very nicely tabbed. So anybody could have <laughs> used it. Hopefully <laughs> somebody's using it to spread some good in the world. Right? Some, yeah, I'm hoping. That's that's the good thing about it. I'm hoping. But anyway, they didn't throw it away. But I never saw it again. I said, well, Lord, part of me was like, okay, you know. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to do this then. If I can't get a good curriculum, I just don't want to do it. And so I said, what are you saying to me in this moment? So that's when me and you started communicating about a way that we can make this happen. And I reached out to you and I was like, how can we make this happen? How can we make this happen? And me and you came with a wonderful idea. And here we are. You know what I'm saying? So um I decided to just say, okay, I jumped, took the leap. I said, you know what? I'm doing this. And when God opened the door and opened your heart to work with me with Gigi's Pearls, there was the rest is history, as they say, <laughs> you know, it just, everything just started to work out so perfectly. And I was so proud to um, be a part of Girl Life Academy and incorporate Girl Life Empowerment into Gigi's Pearls. I mean, it's just been amazing. So um, I did my very first workshop with them 
the first part. I didn't go to school in January because January, they're kind of just getting back into school. So I kind of let them get acclimated. So I went in February and I decided to go around Valentine's Day because that's the time to kind of they got the little um the little Valentines and just kind of brought back all these memories of us when we we're in school. We bring our little Valentines to school and we pass them out. And so I was like, oh, so I said, well, what I'll do is I'll talk about self-love and self-confidence. You know, it's perfect for Valentine's Day, you know. So I go in there and um, I had one of my community partners provide pizza for them. And um, before we did pizza or anything, we did the activity about self-love and self-confidence. And they wrote down on the worksheet, you know, what what makes them feel loved. I think the worksheet said and they're writing it down and they're um, really getting into it. Um, and so um, we just really enjoyed that. And they did an activity. And so what I love about Girl Life Empowerment just to put a plug in for how great it is. Oh. These workshops, <laughs> these workshops are so wonderful. Um, me, I'm having to condense mine down to 30 to 45 minutes because I don't have a lot of time in the school. But these workshops are meant to be two hour workshops, two, three hour workshops where you're really, really getting down with those girls into the heart and soul of those girls. And that's what I want to do. So there is a worksheet. There's an activity. I mean, the girls take something with them tangible every time they leave. So for me, you know, I'm having to condense a lot of things down, but I can still make it, you know, meaningful in the 35 minutes, 40, 45 minutes I have to an hour that I have with the girls, you know. So um, I went back this last month and I was able to really do the activity. So this last month we did meditation, mm-hmm. which is Awesome, because the girls were getting ready to go do their Georgia Milestones testing. Mm-hmm. So um, meditation, I taught them about, I worried, I was like, well, are they going to understand what meditation is in the third grade? You know, so I said, well, look, just clear your mind of every thought and just think of something positive and happy. Go, what in your life right now makes you happy? You know, what takes you to a happy place? And they're like, oh, I think about my mom or I think about the beach or I think about my dog. I said, okay, well, think about that and get into the positive place in your mind and stay in that place when you're testing. Don't think about anything negative. Don't think about what the next person is doing. Just focus on yourself. And that is how you clear your mind of any negative thoughts and focus on only positive because you want to really do great well on the test. One of the things I asked them was, how do you feel about the test? You know what I'm saying? Like, are you nervous about it? Are you, you know? And they were like, oh, some were like, oh, well, I I know everything. <laughs> and some were like, no. Yeah, I was like, okay, that's good. Some were like, well, you know, I'm, I'm a little nervous. I don't know. I said, so for those of you that, whether you know it or you don't know it, I said, this is going to apply to you. I said, so we're going to make a meditation pillow. And you're going to take your pillow every time you think anything negative and just remember this moment remember that you have to stay in a mindful stress-free i didn't want to use words that didn't say but stress-free place in a happy place when you're thinking about going to testing next week the next week they did practice testing and then the next week is when they did the actual the real testing so um they did make a pillow i bought them stickers they decorated their pillow we stuffed it with the um, pillow stuffing and we stapled it together Nice. And um, I posted on Facebook pictures of them holding up their pillows. And um, I do strongly believe they took something from that, you know, and so the activity, the worksheet it comes with, too, that they did the worksheet. Um, 
And I think the worksheet um, says what uh, makes you feel peaceful or something like that. I can't remember. I don't want to quote it wrong. But they were able to write in the bubble with the girl. She's sitting, you know, in her, like, stance <laughs> like this, you know, in her yoga stance. Yes. And they can write in there, you know, um, what makes them feel peaceful. And they they really grasp the concept of these workshops. And they understand, you know, I'm the one. I stress out a lot because I'm like, are they going to understand what I'm trying to convey? But once you take out the workshops and you start talking to them, they're like, they they run off with it. They totally, totally oh, get it. Yeah, they you love know? it so much. Yeah. They just, they just like, and then, and then you, you have all this stuff planned, right? That you want to talk yeah. to them about, but they are so full of like information and curiosity that they yeah. end up chatting so much and it's it's exactly what's meant to come through so I I know what you mean and I love like I just love to hear how it plays out in your community and like we just had another uh girl life coach also um do that that like this whole standardized testing thing and all the pressure these kids feel she also went in and did a mindfulness activity with her son's class so it's like so good to see the messages taking flight and like the beautiful way that each of you puts it out there and like I have to say when I see your photos on Facebook and Instagram it's like the most amazing thing for me because the energy, like the, there's such an energy that comes through, I find in photos, like, you know, the ones that have just been curated for Instagram and social media, and you know, the ones that are just so for real. And I really get that from everything that I see you put out there. I see the joy behind it, the intention behind it. And it's just gorgeous to witness. So good. When you wake up in the morning with such excitement for what you get to do that day, you know that you are operating in your purpose. I want to invite you all to learn more about the Girl Life Academy, where we train passionate women like you to become girls empowerment coaches. You get to work on the front lines with girls one-on-one and in a group format to teach them all sorts of things like uncovering their superpowers, how to build confidence, how to locate their inner toolkit. There's so much wisdom that we get to share with these girls and we wanna show you exactly how to teach them through fun dialogue and engaging crafts. And we don't leave you there. We also teach you the business of empowering girls, how to actually turn your love for girls empowerment into a profitable and abundant endeavor. If this speaks to you and you want to literally wake up every morning with excitement and joy that you are operating in your purpose and doing work that changes the world, I want you to learn about the application process at the Girl Life Academy. Go to www.girllifeempowerment.com to learn more or check out the show notes for more information. Melly, these girls, I'm so, I don't want to cut you off, but they have so much fun. I mean, when I tell you, they take over. I have, sometimes I, I go into teacher mode. I'm like, look, hey, look, first of all, it's a privilege to be in Gigi's Pearls. Okay. The privilege of, don't forget the privilege, because they'll come in there and they're so excited to be in the program. They're so excited to be in Gigi's Pearls. Yeah. And they come in, they're like, they're ready to go. And I was listening to one girl, we're doing an activity. And one girl tells another girl, she's like, I love Gigi's pearls. I love coming in. (laughs) It's so sweet. They look forward to it. They want their time with you and they want their time with each other. Yes, they really, really do. It's so empowering. I I love it. It's so empowering. Do you know what workshop's coming up next? 
Okay, so the end of year is coming. So um, I wanted to do, I wanted to do, I, I'm thinking in my mind about gratitude um, or goal setting. Um, I may say goal setting for the summer because I'm, now that I have the curriculum, which I'm so, Lord knows, so grateful because I do workshops with them in the summer. So last year I did a workshop where I taught with them about um, like summer reading. So I had two authors that I know, one's on my board and one's a friend of mine. They wrote books. So they came and they actually read their book. One read their book to the girls and gave them a copy of it. And then another girl, um, she um, read her book. She she actually gave the book to the girls and I have it. I'm going to actually show it. It's such a beautiful book. Um, so she's an author and it's called True Friendship is Sweet. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so all the girls got a copy of this book um, last last summer when I did my workshop. So my workshops are meant to be um, a way to continue to connect with the girls um, in the summertime because, you know, in the summertime, kids go here, they go there, you know, they just kind of disconnect. So it's a way for me to still kind of keep them cohesively together. <laughs> so yeah. this year I'm going to try to do um, two, if I can, workshops, um, depending on the kind of help that I have. But mostly I would love to do two workshops. Um, either I'll end my year out with gratitude or in my year out with um, goal setting. So um, goal setting, again, like I said, I may save that for the summer because that way they can start thinking about thinking forward on what they want to do. What do I want to get out of the upcoming school year? Okay, I'm going to, I may be going to fourth grade. I may be going to fifth grade. You know, what am I trying to get out of the upcoming school year? What what, what do I want to learn that really excites, excites me? What are some goals? Do I have a goal to read? three books this summer, you know, saying, do I have a go? Some of them are in a summer reading program, you know? So it's my goal to work on my math and really get skilled at something so I can be ready next year for, you know, um, whatever math curriculum they, they give me. So um, healthy. So goal setting will be one of them or gratitude. So um, I may end the year out with gratitude and have them just think about this past year and what they're grateful for, you know, what makes them happy? What have they really got out of this year that they can say, oh, I made a new friend or, or you know, I'm grateful for my new teacher or I'm grateful for, you know, the things I learned that I didn't know this year. So having them think outside the box on what makes them grateful. So either one of those is kind of what I'm teeter-tottering between because we have a end of the year party, but I also want to make sure that I do something with them and they can take tangible as they leave for the summer. So I love it so much. And like gratitude, I feel like no matter if, whether we're doing it during Thanksgiving or whether, yeah. like, no matter when we lead that or really any workshop, um, it's always well received. And it, it really turns gratitude just transforms everything into enough, a feeling of I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. I am enough everything is enough, you know? So yeah. I, I, I would love to see you close the year out with that. Um, yeah. So this is, I'm kind of switching gears, but a question that I love to ask everyone who comes onto the podcast um, and take your time to think about it. Cause I didn't prep you for this one, but what would you say to your eight-year-old self? Because as you know, a girl's self-confidence peaks at age nine. And so I always love to get into the head of women who look back on those years and say like, wow, I wish I had this message or I, you know, if I had the opportunity, I would really like to say this to my eight or nine-year-old self. So is there something that's coming through for you? Yes. When I was eight years old, I was living in Germany 
Um, and I would tell my eight-year-old self, girl, live in this moment. You are going to remember these moments for the rest of your life. You're living in history right now. You know, play in the snow, walk in the snow, make more snow angels, you know, make as many friends outside of your own culture as you can, which I did do that. But just, you know, and I did that not even knowing, obviously, as a kid that you're doing that, but, you know, really become engulfed and really, you know, submerge yourself in the culture of where you are. You're living in a beautiful country that you may or may not ever come back to. Um, and you're getting to experience things that a lot of eight-year-olds I mean, I get to experience. I mean, you're 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 walking through castles, okay? You know, real life castles in Germany. I mean, you're 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 walking through dungeons. You know, like you're you're really experiencing some things. You're looking at this beautiful countryside. I mean, you're going to you know Herbertus, which is a a beautiful beautiful forest that has you're you're camping outside with other kids. I mean, you're experiencing. Chris Kringle, which is the Christmas mart that they have. You're experiencing so many things that so many eight-year-olds do not get to experience. I mean, you're living in Germany at a time where the Berlin Wall was, like, coming down and they were, like, you know, bringing East and West Germany together into one thing. They were literally chopping down the wall. History. Yes, they were literally... Yes, the wall was literally coming down um, during the years that I was living in Germany. You know, so it was. I would be like, embrace your friends. You know, what I'm saying all of your friends, all the different cultures of your friends, because you're, you know, you're meeting Italian people, you're meeting, you're meeting, you're meeting black people, you're meeting African people, you're meeting obviously, you're meeting German, you're meeting all these different cultures. Embrace these cultures. It's going to shape and mold you into who you are. It's going to shape and mold you into the woman that you are. That way, when you go out in the world, you won't feel so shy about meeting different cultures and different people because you grew up around these people. So embrace them. Embrace who they are. Learn who they are. Learn about their culture and how they live. So that when you get older, you know, you're not in a place where you're like, oh, I only want to be with this type of person because this is what I'm used to. You know, I see a lot of my friends as an adult who are like that. And I feel so grateful that I lived in a country where I met so many different people from different walks of life and backgrounds and cultures that it's one reason why I feel like I, I feel like I chose to go to Georgia State University in Atlanta because Atlanta is such a melting pot and Georgia State is a melting pot of a school that has so many different cultures. And I just gravitate to that. And I think that was because, you know, of me living in Germany and meeting so many different people, I felt so comfortable you know, going to a school that was so cultured. Yeah. So I would tell myself, my eight-year-old self, like, live in this moment because this is history. You're going to tell people 30, 40 years from now, you know what I'm saying, what you lived and how you lived in Germany and how it shaped and molded your life. Um, don't take anything in this moment for granted because you are living in a special time. Oof. Brilliant. I love it so much. Yeah. What a beautiful yeah. message. And I feel like uh, the My Diversity Shines workshop, it's like in a nutshell, you just summed it up because that's what it is. Like, you yeah. know, having friends from different parts of the world, getting curious about other cultures, you know, not taking it for granted. And now I have to ask, how did you end up in Germany when you were eight? We were, mil- we were military. I moved there when I was seven years old. My mother's, my sister's dad actually um, was 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 um, military and it was his second stint in Germany. So he took my mother to Germany after they had um, they got married and 
you know, he knew Germany already. So he already kind of understood the culture and kind of could navigate his way around. So like I said, we went to the castles and stuff. He already knew what these things were. So, um, which is great. So um, we lived there from the time I was about seven years old until I was about getting ready to turn 13. So I went to Frankfurt Middle School there for a little while and then um, left Frankfurt Middle School and we moved to um, Fort Bragg in Fayetteville. And I went to Ann Chestnut Middle School there. And then from Ann Chestnut, we moved here to Columbus and I went to 9th, 10th, 11th, well, 9th through 12th grade here in um, Columbus, Georgia. So, um, yeah, it, it was actually, it was a beautiful, beautiful time. Met so many people there and just, like I said, I I would not have changed that for anything. I love being able to say that I was able to live in another country and yeah. experience another culture. So and I did. Do you speak German? No. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's frequency kind of Deutsch, a little, a little bit of, enough to not know anything. <laughs> right, right. But you said it's something. A- <laughs> just a little bit but um that's all I know but no it's so funny because it's, it's amazing how your brain just does not grasp things because we did get taught German every day right right our German teacher would come and teach us German every single day <laughs> and we would say so I'm like I should know fluent German but anyways um we would sing this German song and so it's just hilarious but at the time as a kid you're like oh here comes a German teacher now right. I wish I was more, I paid more attention so I could know something. <laughs> right, right. It's all good. Listen, but, uh, it is all as it is meant to be. And it's so okay. Um, yes. I, I have my little James here asking for my attention, but I just one final question for you. Yes. Um, is there anything you want to share that you didn't have the opportunity to share? Anything that you want people to know, a message you want to leave people with? Well, you know, I would just tell people that, you know, are going through anything and are going through any type of hardship in their lives, whether it be grief or whether it be depression or anything like that. Um, and one thing that I learned about God is, um, you know, and, and this is the scripture, you know, his strength is made perfect in weakness. So, you know, don't feel like you have to be so strong or you have to be so well all put together because that's not how life is. Um, people see me on Facebook a lot and I'm usually smiling and I'm with my friends. I'm usually having a good time. But, you know, behind that is um, a, a, a weakness I had to go through to get to that part, to get to that part of my life. And it was not very easy. It was not an easy thing. You know, I, I have not always had it together. I don't have it together now. God is helping me. But what I say is that, you know, even through the most weakest times in my life, you know, God was there. And there's a quote in the Bible that says his strength is made perfect in weakness. And I tell people, how can you ever experience God's perfect strength if you're never weak? Mm -hmm. You have to go through those weak moments in your life. You have to be able to say, you know what, I'm not strong today. I'm not happy today. And that's okay. And allow God to come in and fill in those gaps where you feel empty and where you feel broken and where you feel sad. Allow God to do that. He was able to do that for me. That's how I was able in those broken moments that I felt like I couldn't do anything or wake up and get myself together. In those broken moments, God filled in those places for me. And he made me really strong in those broken moments where I was able to create Gigi's Pearls. Mm -hmm. And I was able to get in front of these girls and offer them something amazing. I could never do that if I hadn't been broken. I could never do that if I had not been at the weakest points in my life where I allowed God to come in. And fill in those gaps for me. So allow God to come in, fill in the gaps wherever they are in your life and be okay with it. You know, live your life day to day because we're all going to go through something. 
and reach for something that makes you feel happy, whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? As long as it's healthy, <laughs> reach for something that makes you feel happy, whether it's walking outside, whether it's being in your own self and in your own moment and, you know, whatever it makes you, sometimes people feel selfish when they want to make themselves happy. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Even if you have five kids running around, it's nothing wrong with taking one to yourself and wanting to make yourself happy because you are you and you cannot live in this life, in this world without figuring out your own mental health and your own mental capacity. You cannot do that. You can't do it for your your girls or your family or your husband, whoever you take care of. You cannot do that if you're not healthy yourself. So take those moments wherever they are and live in those moments and and try to and try to try to figure out what makes you happy and, and walk in that and let God fill in the gaps. Beautiful. That's what I'm Beautiful <laughs> advice. I hope everyone's hearing you. I know everyone's hearing you. You're so amazing, Shamika. I love talking to you. I really, really, really do. Thank you for sharing your heart with us. Thank you for sharing your story with us, all the lessons that you have learned. Um, and I'm just so grateful to have you as the part of the Girl Life family. It means so much. Thank you so much. I can't thank you enough. I'll see you soon. soon. Thank you so much for your listenership. If you love what you're hearing, please consider leaving us a five-star review and subscribing to the show so that you don't miss an episode. These reviews are so very helpful to us and we are so grateful for each and every one of them. If you'd like to hang out with us on Instagram, give us a visit at Girl Life Empowerment. Can't wait to see you there.